Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to Season 4, Episode 7 of The Castle Chat. Hello, Castle Chat family. Welcome back to The Castle Chat. Today, we are introducing a brand new episode title to our season lineup called Our Top. This episode is where we will give you our top opinions on Disney-related things. And specifically, this episode is titled Our Top Places to Relax in the Parks. So, let's chat about it. officially on the last third of season four that is wild to me every time we do a new season i cannot believe how quickly they happen like i i just i'm like how are we almost at season five grand scheme of things we go through this in nine weeks that is how it happens every time Mm -hmm. but somehow it flies by and it feels like three weeks not nine it's crazy I i know so what episode number is this if we are in season four and we did, let's do some math here. Nine times four. By the end of this season, we will be at 36 episodes, right? That's yeah, math. So this is 33. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, Club 33. This Wait, is our no, club. this is 34. Okay. Sorry. Don't listen to us, guys. We can't do math. Bad math. But <laughs> close enough. Yeah. Crazy. We're, I mean, on the way to 50, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, I've said this before, but when we started this, it was just kind of an experiment and I was hoping it would work out, but I wasn't really sure. So now that we have gotten this far and we're approaching season five, like a whole hand worth of seasons under our belt, I'm pretty stoked that we're wrapping up season four because that means we get to do more with season five. Yeah. And this week on Instagram, we put out a couple things on our stories talking about planning for season five and wanting to know you guys' favorite episodes, which ones you didn't like as much. So we're going to be continuing to put those out over the next couple of week, weeks as we prepare for season five. And we really appreciate y'all, y'all's help with just, I don't know, giving us lots of honest feedback so we can continue to plan these seasons well. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Yeah, we want this to be something that we enjoy and that makes us happy. But if it's not a collective effort with between us and those of you who are listening, it doesn't feel as fun because we want this to be something that's a conversation almost between us. And so if you're not enjoying the conversation, then that you know makes us want to mm-hmm. do better and want to make something that brings you guys joy on the other end of this. So we really appreciate the feedback, but why don't we jump into today's episode? Yeah, let's jump on in. We are so excited to talk about this today because I think it's a topic that people don't really talk about. Um, Disney World is known for its very chaotic energy and moving and grooving all the time. And a lot of people don't take the time to relax in the parks or around the parks. And so I'm actually very excited that we are, are touching this topic. Yeah, relaxing in the parks is hard to come by. Mm, Even if you are taking an opportunity to stop and relax sometimes there are people around you who create chaos Mm, Um, so (laughs) at least knowing a handful of spots to go and find some peace and quiet a little bit of serenity those moments that we've talked about where you just sit and appreciate the fact that you are in Disney World enjoying this incredible space and experiencing the magic um, I think it's worth talking about yeah definitely and we when we were thinking about this episode we thought okay let's talk about the whole 
the whole land of Di- like everything between parks, resorts, Disney Springs, but we knew that would be a lot of content for one episode. So specifically for this episode, we are just talking about the parks themselves. We will have another episode in the future where we talk about all the other areas around Walt Disney World property, but we wanted to focus specifically on the parks and break it down park by park for you guys. Yeah, so the way we set this up to keep it from getting super lengthy, because I'm sure Court and I could at least individually come up with a pretty decent list. For we sure. picked, each of us picked a top spot in each of the four parks, and then we collectively decided on a, an honorable mention, if you will, yeah. um, to throw in there. So we have three spots for each park that is a decent spot to sit and relax, and we will go through each of those and tell you why we picked them and what you might expect to find if you pop a squat and chill there for a minute (laughs) pop a squat let's kick it off with the one and only magic kingdom kate what is our first chill spot on the list for magic kingdom okay so i think magic kingdom might be one of the more difficult parks to find a place to relax oh really i kind of thought that i kind of thought the opposite i think In my opinion, before we even start this, I think Hollywood Studios is the hardest place to find a spot to relax. Absolutely, hands down. Uh, For me, mentally, thinking between Animal Kingdom, Magic Kingdom, and Epcot, I think the next one in line for me would be Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just feel like Magic Kingdom is so large, and so there are definitely areas that people are populated less in. That That wasn't really a good sentence, but you know what I'm saying. But I do agree, Hollywood Studios, 100% worst park to relax in. Yeah, so we'll eventually get there where we can talk about some of the spots in Hollywood Studios that maybe you could find a place to chill. But for Magic Kingdom, the first place that I would like to talk about is sitting on the beloved People Mover. Oh, the People Mover. I'm such a fan of the People Mover. The People Mover gives you breeze in your face. It gives you moments of dark, complete darkness, uh, and like maybe almost 15 minutes to just like put your feet up and chill. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you explain a little bit what the People Mover is if there are listeners that have never experienced this amazing attraction. So People Mover, the People Mover, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority, TTA, if we (laughs) want to get technical, um, Throwing it back to last week's episode was in part inspired and designed by legendary Bob Gurr. Um, but the People Mover is an attraction. If you think of classic Disney rides, this maybe doesn't fall into that. It's not highly themed. It's really like a Tomorrowland train, if I were to yep. give it a quick summary. Yeah. It's not the Magic Kingdom train that goes all the way around the park. Please come back soon. Um, But it's basically a car-based attraction. There are multiple cars connected together that go through this magnetic train track around Tomorrowland in Magic Kingdom. Yep, it is covered, so you can't get wet on it. Um, Well, it does have open sides, but overall, even if it's raining, you can be on this ride. And like you said, it goes around all of Tomorrowland. I would say it's not the people mover, it's the people watcher. It's mm. the perfect opportunity to people watch. If you're into that, mm-hmm. 
get on the people mover and just look below and it just kind of watch everything that's happening it's so entertaining yeah i think when you're up there it gives you an idea of how crazy the park is if it's <laughs> yeah. a calm day or a chaotic day you can definitely tell from above um but i think that first of all this is an omni mover attraction it is continuously moving it never stops unless for some reason somebody who is handicapped or disabled who needs the moving walkway to stop for them to get on it may stop but for the most part it is continuously moving never stops the line is never that bad for you to get on this attraction and then mm -hmm. once you're on there are things for you to take in and see while you're up there but it truly is the best way to just throw your feet up, have a minute, and relax and see Magic Kingdom from a higher vantage point. Yeah, it also will take you through um, some attractions. You'll get to see part of Space Mountain. And it's nice because you almost feel like you get a behind the scenes look. Um, I have actually been on the People Mover when the lights were turned on in Space Mountain and got to see Space Mountain with lights on while on the People Mover, which was a very fun experience. Me too. I have a video. I will post it on our stories. Yeah, it's really, really cool. So another one of my favorite things to do on the People Mover, if you have a little snack in your backpack, sneak a snack. Just enjoy a little snacky moment on the People Mover. I don't know. <laughs> um, and take it all in. It's so nice. But that's definitely a great way to kick off um, places to relax. It's one of, the top one of the top spots, I would say, to do that. Agreed. I never go to magic kingdom without getting on it especially after it's been a long hot day just getting up there and taking a second always puts me at ease and is definitely one of those things where i'm looking at magic kingdom from above and saying wow i'm in the magic kingdom this is awesome yeah it is really cool it's also very fun to be on the people mover at, at like sunset or during fireworks because you kind of go past the castle a couple times and that's really fun too yeah definitely. it's a good little view we just love the people mover so that's that okay let's pick another spot in magic kingdom i will say one of my other one of my favorite spots is definitely the hub grass the hub grass is located right in front of where the castle is it's actually right by casey's corner and the little ice cream shop at the very end of main street it's kind of in between that and the castle but it is this turf artificial grass area that people can just sit on can chill you can eat food on it you can sit there for fireworks um it's a spot that i think can either be really busy or really like deserted it's either one or the other i've never really seen it in between i think was designed and put in place with the intention of relaxing they want people to go and sit and just be in the magic kingdom and this is a pretty cool spot it's almost like picnic grass where they want you to go and just sit i personally if you are not in a rush for rope drop love getting some starbucks some breakfast and going to the hub grass and sitting because it's usually pretty quiet in front of the castle and so it's a really neat moment to be in the magic kingdom early see the sun come up almost and um, just enjoy some breakfast with it not being crazy busy in front of the castle. Um, but if you time it right and you can get there with lunch and watch a parade or anything like that, it is a good place to just sit for a minute and not be on hot concrete. It's yes. turf grass. I mean, turf can get hot too, but there's also some trees with a little bit of shade. So um, I think this is a great spot to sit and relax, enjoy a snack, enjoy a meal, 
and watch some of the happenings that go in the castle hub and main in front of main street um, whether it be the stage shows or parades cavalcades um, definitely a top spot to go and relax yeah it's really nice you get a really good view of the castle and you can just sit and like hear the music from main street and just kind of soak it all in for me this is the one spot where i can confidently say like i've sat there and i'm like wow I'm in Disney World. This is amazing. And it's a great moment to have. I've also definitely taken a nap on the hub grass before. So <laughs> I have definitely rested in this area. <laughs> I think I had kind of reached my limit. And I was like, I'm just going to take a nap right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely a good idea if you need a place to snap. Yeah. To nap in the Magic Kingdom. This is a good one. Okay. What's our, um, what's our third item on the list? Okay. So this one I feel like is a commonly missed or skipped over part of the Magic Kingdom. And I would say one of the best places to relax in the Magic Kingdom is going to be the Liberty Bell Steamboat. I've actually never been on the steamboat. Well, we will change that soon enough. (laughs) But if you can imagine hopping on the ferry and going over to Magic Kingdom, you know, it's similar type steam engine. There's plenty of places to sit. There's even some cute little like indoor spots inside of the boat. Um, And you can sit and go on the backside of Liberty Square and Frontierland. You'll see this steam engine rolling by Big Thunder Mountain, goes around Tom Sawyer Island, takes you and um, kind of behind Haunted Mansion. So you get a lot of really neat perspectives of Magic Kingdom that you can only get by being in that little river in the back of the park. Um, But again, it's something that's kind of commonly skipped over. So there's never that many people on the boat. It's not like it's packed. Whenever you're getting on the ferry to go to Magic Kingdom, they squeeze as many people as they possibly can on that thing. This is just like a quiet ride in the back of the park where it kind of takes you outside of the park while you're inside the park kind of like people mover where you're looking at parts of magic kingdom from a different vantage point than you might be able to have while you're kind of in the mix of everything yeah i will definitely have to do it i've seen it there like you said there's never been a ton of people on it but I love hearing the sound of the steamboat boat as it as it rolls by. It does look like a fun opportunity. I've just never, I don't know, I've never just, I've just never done it. Yeah, I will throw in a special fourth, Tom Sawyer Island, if you can find a rocking chair on the dock there. Kind of a similar spot, but there are commonly also a lot of children running around playing. So maybe not as calm as the steam engine. That's why I think that's a better um, third choice than Tom Sawyer Island, but that's not a a bad option either. Yeah. Well, that kind of wraps it up for Magic Kingdom. Like we said, we've just picked a few. There are definitely other spots to relax in each of these parks. We just wanted to highlight some of our, our top um, spots, which is the point of the whole episode, I guess it's our opinion, (laughs) but it's it's nice to to think about this large park which is honestly most people's favorite and most popular park because of the castle is the epitome of walt disney world so it's it's nice that there are some spots to relax in but let's move on to animal kingdom which i know caitlin is a huge fan of animal kingdom okay for those of you who are not big animal kingdom fans my heart is sad because Animal <laughs> Kingdom, I would say it's a great park. It's in terms of attractions compared to other parks, yeah, there's not as much going on there. But I think 
in my personal opinion, Animal Kingdom is the most beautiful. It is stunning. The vegetation, the way that they have designed this park, I just think it's gorgeous. It's well done. Um, parts of Epcot, I would say, are beautiful, but they're more manufactured, whereas a lot of the beauty that you find in Animal Kingdom is very natural. Um, so for me, that's something that appeals to me, and I just think this park is stunning. So um, if I'm going to find a place to sit and relax, I want what I'm looking at to be calming and relaxing too, and I think that this park does that best. I mean, yeah, nature is is comforting. It's relaxing. And so to be in a space where you're surrounded by that, you're definitely going to experience high levels of relaxation in between all the busyness that's going on. Um, one of the first spots for Animal Kingdom that I put on here was the Discovery River Amphitheater, which is the very large amphitheater that's right there on the lake where it's right by um, Everest and... This, I guess Asia. Yeah, the whole pavilion over there. And that's where you can see the new Disney Kite Tales show. But my favorite thing about this amphitheater is you don't have to be in the amphitheater just when a show's going on. You can go in there at any point. You can sit down. If it's not a super hot day, you can sit in the little amphitheater seats or the little rows that they have. I like to eat my Mr. Kamal's fries there and just like chill out for a second and hear people screaming as they come down Everest. Like, I don't know, it's just nice, a nice spot to sit in where there's not a lot of people because there's so much space and everything is very spread out over there. So that's one of my spots for Animal Kingdom. Yeah, the amphitheater is great. There are some points in the day where it's shaded and Animal Kingdom is known to be pretty hot. So it is a good spot to sit. It is on the water. So you might get a little bit of a breeze out there. Cavalcades or the um, like pontoon cavalcades that they have in Animal Kingdom sometimes float through there. So you can see some characters. Um, it's part in part, like you said, in front of Everest in Asia. And then the what is still the Finding Nemo um, theater. They're changing that. Finding Nemo show and updating it a little bit, but um, that's where one of the sides is as well. So it is a good spot to just have a guaranteed seat. There are so many places you can sit down. It's not difficult to find a place, Um, possibly be in the shade and kind of be outside of all the busy walkways, eat a snack, do what you need to do, and just take a moment to put your feet up in Animal Kingdom. Good pick. I like that one. Yeah. What's your pick? Okay, my pick is going to be the Discovery Island Trail. So the Discovery Island Trail is the trail if you are at Creature Comforts, which is the Animal Kingdom Starbucks location, you go out of Creature Comforts and directly across the walkway and you'll see the start of the Discovery Island Trail. You can find tortoises, um, a lot of different little animal spots as you're walking back through there but this is going to be where you find um a waterfall that's on the backside of the tree of life the backside of water (laughs) um but yeah you can walk through here there's a waterfall something about running water is just very relaxing um there's not a lot of people that come through here and if they are they're just kind of passing through it's on the way to you could um, take this trail to get in line for it's tough to be a bug or the exit of it's tough to be a bug is kind of through here i can't remember which version which direction people are coming through the tree of life there but um it's definitely quiet 
there is that little tunnel where there is a waterfall and you can definitely get in the shade get a little spritz of water if you want um, <laughs> just dive on into the waterfall <laughs> i guess a trend for me now that i'm thinking about it is getting starbucks and going somewhere relaxing i said it for magic kingdom i like to get starbucks in the morning and go to the hub grass and just sit i also like to get starbucks in animal kingdom and go across to the discovery island trail and just relax or joffrey's yeah or joffrey's but Starbucks just happens to be on the way to both of the spots we've talked about so far. (laughs) Um, But this is also a great photo spot because it is quiet um, and there's a lot going on, waterfall, tree of life, quiet trail, some coffee. Uh, So there is a lot to take in here. Again, pointing to nature and water, trees, all of those things. So it just um, felt super relaxing to me to walk through there, see some of the animals, um, and not feel like I'm surrounded by people in a walkway as well. Yeah. What's the last um, place we have on here? So the last place we have to relax in Animal Kingdom, I think is a little bit of a cheat. It's not readily available to everyone, but... I think Nomad Lounge is certainly an incredible spot to relax. The Nomad Lounge is going to be right at the beginning of the walkway to Pandora. Um, So if you look on the right side of the walkway there, there's kind of this little round looking building that overlooks water and it's a little lounge you can get snacks cocktails mocktails whatever um, you like but it has this like world traveler theme they have these tags that are all throughout the place where people who have come to the parks can put their name on a tag and before when they were designing and developing this they had real cast members and people who travel different places put the favorite places they traveled and all of this really neat detail that is fun. um so the environment and the atmosphere itself is really cool but then once you just sit on the outskirts of this little circle lounge and it's open window open air you can look over at the water um and just sit for a minute it's shaded i mean who doesn't want to be in the shade with some good food looking at water and just it all falls together and I think this is a really great spot to relax for a minute Um, but it is kind of hard to come by you do have to get there put your name on a list and sometimes the wait list and walk up list can be a little bit lengthy so um, if you're wanting to relax here for a minute plan in advance so you can get a reservation for this I think you can I am not 100% sure it's either a walk-up list or a reservation base. You know who will have to ask for that? We'll have to ask Kelly. Kelly. she would be the expert on knowing exactly if we would need a reservation for that. Absolutely. She will know, and when she tells us, we'll put it on our stories. Definitely. Okay. Well, that's really it for Animal Kingdom. Like we said, beautiful vegetation. It's usually one of the quieter parks um and there's definitely an opportunity to rest throughout this park if you need it definitely stop put your feet up and enjoy the nature around you with that let's move on to hollywood studios hollywood studios oh like i said the worst place to relax if you're trying to find a place to relax it is hard to come by in this park I mean, I would say old Hollywood studios had some prime relaxation spots. Now, since they have gotten rid of a ton of things and revamped the entire park, it is 
much more difficult to do so. Everything is much more crammed in and every single person I feel like in the universe is there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is about the structure of the park itself, but I just also always feel like there is no breeze, hardly any shade, and it's steamy and you know it's just not in terms of trying to think of a place to relax it's not built for that yeah it's definitely not and it's it's also a park that it, it doesn't bring a lot of nostalgia i think for at least for me because it has changed so much it's very hard for me to remember what it used to look like but there are some spots that I feel like are more original to the park back when it was MGM Studios that I would say would fall in the category of being the restful spots. At least when I was thinking about it, I picked spots that I was like, well, that was around before. So that's probably why I gravitated towards it. But one of my spots is actually the Muppets area. There's the Muppets 3D um, show attraction that is over by what used to be the Streets of America, which is now the entrance to Galaxy's Edge. But they're off to the left, right before you get to Galaxy's Edge, there's the Muppet Show, there's like the fountain outside. And yeah, it's a little crowded sometimes in there, but if you can find a little spot near the fountain or any of the little seating areas around Muppets, it's definitely a spot where people are like rushing to Galaxy's Edge. So they're not thinking, oh, I'm gonna go over here to this little tiny Muppets area. You might be able to get away from the people, maybe find an umbrella to sit underneath and get a little bit of shade and relaxation in an area that's not as populated. Yeah, the Muppets 3D show, if you've been on it or would like to, if you exit the show, if you exit the theater, it's going to pop you out right in this alleyway, which is shaded and there are benches in there. So this is a good spot to, I like to get a little ice cream snack or (laughs) something um, and find this shaded alleyway on the backside of the Muppets Theater and just sit for a minute. It's cute. The um, Pizza Rizzo area has some seating too that you can sit and enjoy, but um, definitely a place like Court said that people just zoom by. So you typically aren't going to have a ton of people going through there except Mm -hmm. for the people exiting the theater. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's crowded for that instance. But other than that, it's not crowded for any other reason. Right, I agree. So that was my spot. What's your spot? Okay, so again with my trends here, something about getting coffee and something about water. <laughs> um, the Liberty Boat, uh, the waterfall on the backside of the Shreya Life, and now we have the fountain at the end of Sunset Boulevard. That's a cute little spot. Yeah, so at the end of Sunset Boulevard, there is this tiny little water fountain. Um, the sound of rushing water just gets me feeling calm. I'm a beach girl, so I guess that's where my brain takes a moment to relax but there is this fountain at the end of sunset boulevard sunset boulevard is going to be the stretch that takes you down to rock and roller coaster and the tower of terror um this fountain has little benches around it kind of built into a wall um so it's a great spot to sit relax if you're waiting for people to get off those attractions at the end of sunset boulevard or if you are waiting for a lightning lane window to open then this is maybe a good spot right kind of in the hub of everything to take a moment sit down eat eat talk do whatever you need to do but it's a good spot yeah it's sometimes it's in the shade but 
at least it is a nice quiet spot to relax and it is something like we were talking about the Muppets area. People are typically just kind of zooming by this to get somewhere else because everyone in Hollywood Studios is on a mission to get somewhere. <laughs> yep, I would agree. Our last spot for Hollywood Studios. This is a fun one for me because I'm a big Frozen fan. There is the Frozen sing-along show, which is an indoor experience, which if you need a break from the heat in Hollywood Studios, which like we said, very hot park, very hard to get a breeze, definitely check out this show. It is very cute. It's adorable seeing everybody sing along to all the Frozen songs. And you just get to sit down in a comfy chair and experience the AC. And if that's all you go in there for and you don't even want to sing the songs, just go in and sit down and feel the AC. That's all I have to say about that. I would say that this show, for people who kind of stick their nose up to going to a Frozen sing-along, you're missing out. This show is funny. There is it some, is very funny. Yeah, there is some adult-targeted humor. There is always a moment where the the cast and the people who do the show are incredible but it never fails no matter who is doing the show i have a moment where i'm taken off guard and i laugh yeah they're so good at putting this show together and it is very adorable to see all of the children get so into it that's what makes it for me like i'm biased i'm a frozen fan but seeing a little girl dress up as Elsa like crying and singing let it go when she sees Elsa on stage to me I'm just like this is so sweet to experience this through the lens of the eyes of a little girl like I don't know it's just so sweet if you're not into Frozen you can always do the Muppets 3D show it is another indoor theater both the Beauty and the Beast and the Indiana Jones shows are outdoor theaters so they can still be a little toasty Um, but if I had to pick one that I would recommend somebody go and relax in, this would be my pick. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for Hollywood Studios. Try and find rest where you can in the chaos in this park, but there are obviously, there are still some spots. You just gotta search for them a little bit more. Okay, it's time for the Epcot moment. All right, this one's gonna be like, I think you could pick a lot of places in Epcot that you could relax. Yes. Namely, World Showcase. Yes. But there are plenty of other places in Epcot that you could relax, but let's just go ahead and say that all of our picks are in World Showcase. Yeah, all (laughs) of them are. Especially right now with there being so much construction in Epcot, there really isn't any other spot to relax, I would say, anywhere else in the park because there's just construction walls up everywhere. And so the whole time you're in that area, you're just trying to figure out do I go left? Do I go right? How do I get here? Because every time I go to Epcot, I feel like I'm t- being taken down a different path. Like they've always changed how the construction walls are. And it's just very difficult to find a spot prior to construction though. I would say whatever the name, I forgot the name of the really large fountain in the middle that had like the water show and stuff going on. I kind of like to hang out around there, around the Starbucks. That was, I would say is a relaxing spot, but now you can't access any of that. So interested to see if that still is a relaxation spot once they finish all their construction, but we are focusing mostly on World Showcase. My pick is the Italy Pavilion, but specifically the bridge that they have in Italy. I could hang out in the Italy Pavilion all day long. I love it. It's so fun. And they have this cute bridge that's near the little gondola boats. And 
I don't know, it's just really sweet. You can stand up on the bridge, you can get a better view of World Showcase, but also it's really cute to take pictures on. You can just sit on one of the steps and eat your food. It's, people are obviously walking across the bridge, but it's nice to kind of have a little place to sit down and maybe eat some festival food or enjoy a different elevation um, than being on the ground. You're just a couple of steps up, but it's nice. Yeah, I think I always walk by this particular bridge and I'm like, man, that's so pretty. I would love to take a picture up there. And then I just keep walking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But totally agree. Italy is beautiful. Um, Right now, Flower and Garden is going on. And so the little um, center stage theater in the middle of the Italy pavilion is completely filled with flowers. But sometimes that's empty. And that's also a nice spot to just sit in Italy if you're getting a drink or a snack at one of the booths. Um, Some gelato at the new gelato place or pizza at the Via Napoli window. Plenty of good spots to sit down and enjoy the pavilion um and just take in what's around you um my personal pick for world showcase for a moment of relaxation is going to be morocco that's a wonderful pavilion to rest in you got you hit the nail on the head with that one so morocco is i think because possibly mediterranean food is not always a kid's top choice a lot Mm. of people pass through this pavilion there isn't any um attraction or show to watch uh the sit-down restaurant that used to be here is now closed so there's just quick service people aren't necessarily jumping up and down to get to morocco um and so there are plenty of spaces in the back um there's kind of these markets that are meant to seem like markets that might be in Marrakesh and Morocco. There are these little bistro tables. There are plenty of places. um, I forget the technical term of the tiled area where you can. Yeah, it's it's more. I it's not. I don't know if they would consider it like a temple. Yeah, there's a specific name for what it's like, what the name of the space is. I am blanking on it, but that space is beautiful and there are little places that you can sit for a minute um so overall i think morocco is generally pretty quiet and there are some shaded tables that you can usually not have a hard time finding it's not like you're fighting over tables in the mexico pavilion um (laughs) mexico is insane mexico is the least likely option for relaxing (laughs) if you want to relax get a margarita and then go to Morocco. (laughs) Yeah, I would say Mexico and France are always the most populated locations. So if you're looking to relax, maybe mosey on by both of those. There is kind of this little, uh, I think it's outside of France. There's this little spot where you can kind of go down some stairs and there's a little area where you could sit. I think it's by France. I might be wrong about that, but it's usually empty so there are spots yeah i mean if you're there at night it's usually blocked off for events or firework parties but in the daytime that you're right that's a good spot for that another place at night that's a good place to relax would be uh germany okay if you guys have not done germany at night before harmonious this place usually you walk by and it seems dead um not a lot going on usually quiet there are some picnic tables out by the water but 
my personal favorite thing to do is go into Caramel Cuche, which is the um, Werther's Caramel like place. They have all types of desserts that are made with Werther's Caramel. If you're a caramel fan, this is a good spot. Um, I always get a caramel apple and go and sit at one of the outdoor tables inside the little Germany hub. It's empty and it feels like you're in Germany and you're eating a delicious treat. Um, but I don't know, there's something kind of overwhelming and neat about being in what you know is a crazy Disney park and feeling like no one is around you. Yeah, that's super nice. I mean, I know we have picked all of our locations in World Showcase, but that area is so spread out. And yes, it's where a lot of people are in Epcot, but the pavilions the pavilions themselves have a lot of little nooks and crannies and parts that go way further back and a lot of people when they're going they're jumping from pavilion to pavilion they're really only entering in the front part of that pavilion like i think of like japan and they have that huge merchandise store all the way at the back how many people actually make it all the way to the back of japan to go to like something like that probably unlikely they're probably going to see the stuff at the front maybe take some pictures and then move on and a lot of these pavilions have that more relaxing spot that's a little bit further back that you can't see from the front if you're looking at the front of the pavilion so definitely go into these areas go all the way to the back discover all the little areas and you'll probably find quite a relaxing spot in each of these pavilions if you search right i would agree i would say that there's probably a spot everywhere that you could find a place to relax i mean off the top of my head my mexico is still rough i find the <laughs> walkway just out the 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 floral jungly walkway outside of the aztec pyramid in mexico that's usually quiet and yeah, really pretty it's a good spot um let's see uh norway there are some spots that you could sit in norway that are pretty relaxing yeah i would say over towards like where you can meet anna and elsa and the little like the thor um little hut thing mm-hmm. can't remember the, the name summer of it. house sure yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> but over in that part before you get to like the section where frozen ever after is like yeah. hit before the first part of norway mm-hmm yeah, there's some tables under um, a little walkway back where the bathrooms are too that's shaded and probably if you could find a table would be a nice place to relax. China, plenty of spots to relax in there. Mm-hmm. I think the um, little temple that's in there, if you go inside, gorgeous. There are places that you can sit and just take a minute. Um, I can, we like we said, France is busy. Hard to come by yeah, a good, good spot in there. But <laughs> if you get there earlier in the day and you go to that walkway um, down towards the water, that's usually pretty open. Mm-hmm. Canada, plenty of spots to relax in there. Um, and Canada, Canada goes back pretty far. Like, mm-hmm. it extends backwards a There's lot. There's a whole waterfall back there. there. Waterfall. You and your waterfalls. Yeah, that's true. But you can go back there. You can get some really cool pictures. UK, same thing. Goes back pretty far. Uh, the UK little, like, maze garden mm-hmm. they have back there where they have a little band sometimes. If you haven't been back behind the UK pavilion, what are you doing? It's so beautiful. This is why I love doing the scavenger hunts that are associated with each of the festivals because it forces you to explore the pavilions to their yeah. full extent. Um, it's not, you know, necessarily relaxing. You're going around and you're doing a scavenger hunt, but I think that that's probably... And for me, how I've seen a lot of these places that otherwise I may have skipped over. Japan, like you said, the quick service in Japan, if you kind of go up the winding path there, there's beautiful little um, bonsai gardens and a little 
koi pond back there. Yeah, I mean, really cute. You could think of so many places, but we, our top ones, like we said, are going to be Italy, Morocco, and Germany. Yeah. So um, we'll stop it there because we could probably continue to come <laughs> really up with could. ideas. Uh, I one of my favorite ways to enjoy Disney is to just meander, not have an agenda, not try to be waiting in lines for attractions and just see these quaint little spots that maybe aren't full of people or not the most targeted or popular place for people to want to go. So maybe you could try out one of these spots and let us know if you feel the same. Yeah, definitely. If you have another one that we haven't mentioned, let us know so we can try it. Oh yeah. We want to try all the relaxation spots i'm definitely a mo- i'm more of a like have an agenda let's go let's go do all the attractions and i neglect rest a lot and i should stop at some more of these spots and actually enjoy the relaxation there are moments though when i'm like okay i've like had i've had it right now i just need to sit down and if i do need to sit down somewhere i'm usually targeting one of these areas because i know that there's going to be less people around and i'm going to be able to actually relax versus there's nothing I, I don't know for me there's nothing worse when you're in disney and you're trying to relax or you just need a moment and you're like sitting down somewhere where there's just like tons of people around you and you can't and then you just feel trapped so definitely go find one of these spots and like we said there are so many areas to relax outside of the parks too and we want to share those with you guys as well so definitely be on the lookout for an episode featuring this in the future on the castle chat we want to bring all the relaxation to you guys so you can fully enjoy your disney trips but thanks for hanging out with us on this episode and and learning more about what it means to relax in the happiest and most magical place on earth and for now we're going to turn things over to our travel sponsor kelly's magical vacations for our trip tip This is Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations, the official travel partner of the Castle Chat, and I am so excited to bring you today's trip tip. When you're packing for your next Disney trip, be sure to pack a reusable water bottle. It's very easy to get dehydrated when you're in the park, so you want to be sure you're drinking as much water as you can while you're walking around, but it can be very expensive to buy water every time that you need some. Instead of purchasing water bottles every day, I definitely recommend bringing a reusable water bottle that you can refill each time that you need to get some water. You'll see water fountains as well as some areas where you can actually fill up your water bottle throughout the park so it's super easy to stay hydrated. Be sure to head over to Kelly's Magical Vacations on Instagram for all your Disney chips and tricks. And if you are looking to plan a Disney vacation, you can head to the Castle Chats Instagram. Click that link in their bio and there will be a form that you can fill out so that we can start planning and I can help you with everything from your accommodations to your tickets to your dining and everything in between. Bringing a reusable water bottle into the parks. What a fantastic tip. This is a hard one for me because I'm always trying to figure out how to make my backpack lighter because I pack everything but the kitchen sink because I want to have everything at my fingertips. But every time I forget to bring one of these, I'm mad at myself. I never forget this. I'm always like, oh, I'll just get a water. And then I'm like, oh, I just bought a $5 bottle of water. What did I just do to myself? <laughs> I, I'm i just the type of person that I always have my water bottle on me, like no matter what. 
So when I'm packing my park bag, that's like the first thing that goes in there. I don't know, I've just, maybe it's just habit, but I love having my water bottle on me. I don't even think I've ever bought a water bottle in Walt Disney World. I probably have, that's probably a lie. I just can't think of a time where I ever did. Like you said, because it's, it's really expensive. But if you don't want to bring that extra weight, you know, go for go for buying water. You can get it at any quick service or sit down restaurant. It's very easy to do that as well. But I love how Kelly had said that you can get it refilled at different water stations and stuff like that. One thing to add also, if you are at a quick service restaurant, you can just ask them for a cup, large cup of ice and water and they'll give it to you and you take that and you can pour it into your water bottle as well, which is nice. They won't, if you hand them your water bottle, they won't fill it up for you, but they will give you a cup of water for free that you can fill up. Here's the secondary thing. When I have gotten bottles of water and just gotten a bottle of water, in the Florida heat, by the time I get to the end of that water bottle, it's lukewarm. If you bring one of those thermos-like water bottles, yes. it's guaranteed to keep it so much colder, so much more refreshing to have ice cold water. And you can get free ice water at so many different spots. You can get it at Joffrey's, you can get it probably at the Starbucks. I've never asked for it at Starbucks, but if you're ordering a coffee, just go ahead and ask for ice water too. Mm -hmm. um, and any of the quick services and put it in, just dump it right into your thermos and it's gonna keep it colder, guaranteed. Or if you're staying on property, um, any of the food court or quick service areas in your resort will have like the walk-up um, soda fountain machines where you can get ice and water. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll fill my entire water bottle up with just ice and I'll let it melt throughout the day and then it'll be super cold water. But I do also use a stainless steel water bottle every time I go. The last time I drove to Disney was when we stayed at Coronado Springs. And before we left, I actually put a whole case of water in my car and put that in my mini fridge in my resort room as well. So smart. So that's another way to do it if you want to just go ahead and have cold water to put in your your water bottle in the morning or just take one of those but that was another alternative that i did for bringing my own water that's really good especially if you're like a avid water drinker and you're back at your resort and you don't want to walk all the way to the if you don't want to use sink water and you don't want to walk all the way back to your food hall or quick service restaurant to get more water having that in your in your room is super beneficial yeah and sometimes the cup of water that you get isn't going to fill your thermos and so maybe you need one and a half bottles of water to fill it and you can have that at your you know fingertips in your room yeah. as well well thanks kelly for that tip you rock be sure to follow her on instagram check her out at kelly's magical vacations creator spotlight another spotlight on a very creative person oh that was good i like <laughs> was it every week i feel like we just come up with something different i'm sure you guys just get a good giggle out of these intros every time but we are back with another creator spotlight and today our creator spotlight forgive me if i pronounce your name incorrectly but it is erica Kanant, it's E-R-I-C-A-C-A-N-A-N-T. She is a lifestyle, planning, photography, Disney, all of the things on Instagram. She is so talented at making her planner look so aesthetic. It's wild to me. I'm like, girl, you are so 
you're so good at this. I want I want to like send her my planner every week and have her make it look super pretty. I don't know. I saw that on her page and I loved it. So Erica, girl, take my planner, make it beautiful. She's a mama. She just seems like she is loving what she does, loving her kiddos. And it is definitely a joy to see other people experiencing joy in their own day-to-day life and sharing it on Instagram. And that's just kind of what I get from the content that she puts out. So Erica, we love what you do. We are super thankful to be able to share the social media space with people like you. And thank you for making us have a little bit of extra magic in our week. If you are not following Erica, go ahead, head to Instagram and give her a follow. Next week, we are bringing back a season favorite. What we got? Oh, this might be my personal favorite just because I love Disney movies, but we are bringing back Digging Deep. Yeah. Digging Deep is our episode where we take a Disney movie and we break it down all the way from background and history to deeper meanings that you can find from the film. And what are we doing next week? We are giving you guys a classic film. You guys, we put a poll out on Instagram. You guys wanted an OG Disney movie. And so we are giving you Peter Pan. Oh my gosh. I mean, this feels like if you asked somebody on the street, what is what is Disney or what is a Disney movie? I feel like this is one that comes to mind. Yeah, it's a classic. Like I said, it's OG. And also, it's very relevant with everything that's going on currently with us releasing this episode. There's just been so much Peter Pan imagery and reference in what we've been doing lately. So this seemed like a perfect fit for this season. Thank you to our follower, Emily, for sending it in on our Instagram. Yes, we are so excited to bring this episode and... Honestly, it's something that you guys voted on, so this is really fun. And I don't know. I'm really, I'm really, really excited for this one. I it's hope you guys be, are gonna love it. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah. But in the meantime, while you wait for the next episode of the Castle Chat, you can definitely keep up with us on social media or via email. You can follow us at the Castle Chat or send us an email, thecastlechat at gmail.com. Send us a DM, drop us a review, whatever you feel like doing in the meantime. We love any opportunity that we have to connect with you and continue to build this community that we have with each and every one of you. So thank you for always listening to our episodes and being a part of our family. This is so incredible and week after week we are just so grateful to be in this position and um, be giving you the magic every week but for now we'll leave you with what we always leave you with which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys see ya